at that moment I thought, you know, I'm just going to gain weight, I guess, till I die, and that's going to be mm. sad, but I'm done. Wow. Okay. So it was this sorrow and relief at the same time. But that I didn't realize that that surrender was actually the beginning of my freedom. Mm. Because when I stopped hypermanaging my food and I stopped depriving myself and I stopped weighing my poor self and feeling shame mm. all the time, when I kind of gave up, it made space for my body, mm -hmm. my wise body, for my mind to begin to do what she's meant to do anyway. Yeah. What my original self did from the beginning. Hey, I'm Lauren Lucas. I'm obsessed with learning and I live for true authentic connection. I'm a wife, a working mom, professional singer songwriter and an instructor of songwriting at my alma mater, Belmont University. You could say that life's a little full. I'm always looking for a way to sneak in some me time with great friends, good food and meaningful conversation. Here we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the hard and the wonderful. My guests include well-known recording artists, hit songwriters, film directors, wellness coaches and creative entrepreneurs. Plus we throw in a delicious beverage, an easy weekend recipe, Think of it like happy hour, but better. I'm Lauren Lucas. This is The Happiest Hour. It's the happiest hour when I'm with you. It's the happiest hour. Let's raise our glasses to doing this crazy life together. Keeping it real can't get much better. As long as I'm with you, it's the happiest hour. Oh, a quick PS. My plan is to bring you a full season of The Happiest Hour. But let's be honest, as a busy working toddler mom, work-life balance, at least for me, can be a challenge sometimes. So I might skip a week here and there. Here's what that means. No matter how you enjoy The Happiest Hour, whether it's through the YouTube live video or through your favorite podcast app, make sure you hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications for the latest episode. That way, you won't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Cindy Landon. She is my personal liberated eating coach. We talk about um, food freedom. We talk about body image, uh, the struggles, and also the peace that can be found um, when you do it a different way than listening to diet culture. So if that sounds like something that interests you, come on in and let's get started. Cheers, girl. Welcome to the happiest Cheers. hour. Oh, it is the happiest hour. Just being with you. Oh, I feel the same way. I really we've, do. We've come far. We have come far. <laughs> um, okay, so I found you locally here in Nashville through an in-person workshop mm -hmm. event. You popped up, I think, I, I must have been on, it had to have been online, I guess, socials maybe. Yes. And maybe Facebook. Maybe, because I was not familiar with the event. I was not familiar with you. The medical practice, though. You probably were familiar with them. Yes, yeah. yes. That's right. A medical practice here um, in the Belmead area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I can't remember the exact phrase that was on the, the graphic. But it was something around... Do you remember what it was? It was, it was something about struggling, struggling with, with food. food. Struggling with food, because that's... Wow. That yes. grabs about 97% of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, 
you know, being pregnant, my, my main focus was not about losing weight at that time. It was more like, okay, I need some mental freedom from this obsession that's mm. going on. Mm. And something about how it was phrased on your graphic, it was like, that is me. So, yeah. you know, one day I won't be pregnant anymore and I want to know how to, how to achieve this freedom. Yes. And so that's how we originally met. Mm-hmm. And, oh my goodness. I remember you just <laughs> walking into the room and me thinking, that is a gorgeous pregnant lady. You're just glowing. <laughs> well, thank you. Mm. You were probably going, what is a pregnant lady doing? In no, no interesting. <laughs> many, many people who become parents all of a sudden mm. want to get this food thing right because yeah. they don't want to pass it on. Yeah, that's right. That's they right. do not want to pass it on. It's, it is, it's much bigger than just us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, yeah. very fair. And I quickly learned what I had already started to sense, which was the main thing is not weight loss when it comes to true freedom around food. Absolutely. Um, So I was kind of in the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. since I couldn't even focus on that. Yes, I think it made it easier on you Yeah, because it's really hard to put that on the back burner, heal our relationship with food, then we can we can do that more easily, freely, naturally. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's the first thing, mm-hmm. oh, we food keeps being the deal, and it's not the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to dive into all that, like what the deal okay, is okay. and all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, tell us a little bit about how you got <clears throat> on this journey. Okay. Wow. So Reader's Digest. Mm-hmm. I grew up just kind of, you know, a normal kid in a small town and everything, happy in my body, didn't even think about my body until puberty hit. Mm -hmm. And then just genetically in our family, we are not real thin. And so I began to pack on a little weight, which would have cared for itself had it not been the 70s and the golden age of, you know, teen magazines and Mm. diet culture was Mm -hmm. really um, just on hyperdrive. And my mom had struggled with her weight, so she was mortified I would struggle with mine. Mm. So all of a sudden, my weight became a big deal. Mm. And um, the only answer was dieting. Mm -hmm. So I began that 30, 35, almost 40 year cycle of diet, binge, diet, binge. Yep. You know. Okay, so you say puberty, like 13, 14? Yes. Around there? And do you remember what your first diet was? Oh, Lord. It was baked chicken and grapefruit. Oh, the the grapefruit diet. Oh, the grapefruit. (laughs) Oh, the grapefruit. There was also the boiled egg, banana, and hot dog. Diet. Oh my gosh. You could have I've a- never heard of that one, but I might actually like that one. <laughs> well, I'm I'm much older than you. I mean I can give you some crazy diets from the seventies. Wow. And they were horrible. The banana reminds me of the cabbage soup diet. There's like a whole day you Dolly Parton eat. did oh, that. Is that what that yeah. is from? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I didn't know that. I did the cabbage soup diet and there was oh, yeah. a whole day you only eat banana and milk. Oh yeah. Banana and you can have all the cabbage soup you want. Oh, the next of course. Day. Yeah, that's right. Yum. That's right. That's that right. went well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so binge dieting, well, uh, yo-yo dieting, starting around puberty. And I probably need to add to my story. Each story is, of course, unique. Um, My mom became the food police. Mm 
-hmm. And we've talked about it many times. She is a wonderful woman. And she was trying to protect me from her weight gain pain. Mm -hmm. But as we all know, um, that backfires. Mm -hmm. So when she was my food police, and she kind of got my dad in on it too, then that set up the cycle of secret eating, mm -hmm. you know, uh, hoarding food, of of sneaking. Mm -hmm. And so with that came shame. Mm -hmm. That's what, exactly what I was just thinking. Oh, the shame. Oh, the it. shame. Oh, the shame. And mm -hmm. I am so broken. Nobody does this with me. This is another whole part of dieting that is so detrimental. We each feel our own brokenness and, and it isolates us. Mm -hmm. We don't want anybody to know that we've gotten food out of the garbage can mm -hmm. or we've <laughs> snuck Oreos at 2 a.m. Yeah. and, you know, eaten a ton in three seconds. Um, that I, you saying that reminds me of the iconic scene in Sex and the City when Miranda puts, a, I think it's a chocolate cake in the garbage, and she then you see her open it back up, and yeah. you can see her think about it. And then she gets Dawn or some kind of dish soap and just squirts it all in there. <laughs> yes. And she <laughs> yes, I've used vinegar. I've used soap. I mean, yeah. put food down the disposal, yeah. the whole thing. But you're, you, you said in the beginning, 97% of us? Well, uh, uh, most, of, uh, most American women mm -hmm. are not happy with their bodies. Mm -hmm. And now many, many men. And with that is shame mm -hmm. and unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And, oh, so we're not alone. No, we we're feel not like even, we're alone and broken, yes. and we're the only ones sneaking food. But we are not. That's alone. That's right. That's why our tribe, our online community, is so important. Yeah. You know, when we—you've been there many times. When we see other people shake their head and mm -hmm. go, "Yeah, I me get too. it. I mm -hmm. understand. Me too. You're not alone." It changes everything. Yeah. All of a sudden, you can relax and take a breath and know that there's hope. Mm -hmm. But as long as we think we're broken, it is very hard to have the confidence to move forward. Mm -hmm. And dieting kills our confidence. I mean, it just just comes under our confidence and sabotages it. Yeah. Um, we think we failed the diet. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that the diet's not possible. It's not sustainable. Yeah. So we think we're failures when the options the, the solutions we've been given are actually um, the problem. Wow. Okay, so I know I keep interrupting you because no, everything do. you're saying, yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so fast forward a little bit. So puberty happens, you're growing up, your parents are the food police, yeah. and then how did you find your freedom? Oh, my word. From this? Oh, my word. Um, I was such a food mess in college. When I look back, I would give anything to know what I know now as a young woman. In fact, it, you know, it makes me weak all the time. I lost as a young woman trying to fix my body, trying to manage my food, trying to be good. Mm -hmm. um, and those just should have been the best freest years. Mm -hmm. Actually, 60s are the best years. <laughs> but, um, so here's, here's basically what happened in a nutshell. I was in my 40s had yo-yo dieted, binged, struggled with food all those years. And I was see I was a, a chart maker. 
You oh, know, the weight chart. Oh yeah. The weight oh, chart. Okay, I yeah. just I just needed that visual. Mm -hmm. I, if I had a dollar for every chart I ever made mm -hmm. and I was making yet another chart that I was gonna put on the back of the bathroom door hoping nobody in my family would see it because mm -hmm. shame. Yeah. And and oh yeah, mom's on another diet. Mm -hmm. So um was making the chart and and this was a moment I'll never forget. It was not exactly an audible voice, but an inside voice saying, why do you think this is gonna work? Hmm. What What are you doing? It was like my, I, something in me woke up and said, why would you do this again? The, the definition of insanity, right? Yes. Doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different yes, outcome. exactly. And I felt two things at the exact same time. I felt this unbelievable shame at such failure mm. that finally, finally, my internal voice admitted I was a failure and this wasn't going to work. Mm. And oh my goodness, Lauren, I felt relief. Mm. Relief in that moment I knew I would not diet again. Wow. I may not weigh again. Mm. I was done with this. Why would I do it again? Because I was a failure. Mm. And so there was, it's like a relief of getting caught. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, finally I don't have to keep telling this lie, um, even though I'm in big trouble. Well, so, and what I hear you say, it may not have felt quite like this, but I'm hearing you say surrender. Yes. It's like, yes. this is not going to work again, <sighs> and therefore I don't have carry it anymore <laughs> yes yes at that moment I thought you know I'm just gonna gain weight I guess till I die and that's gonna be mm. sad but I'm done Wow okay. so it was this sorrow and relief at the same time but that I didn't realize that that surrender was actually the beginning of my freedom mm. because when I stopped hypermanaging my food and I stopped depriving myself and I stopped weighing my poor self and feeling shame mm. all the time. When I kind of gave up, it made space for my body, mm -hmm. my wise body, for my mind to begin to do what she's meant to do anyway. Yeah. What my original self did from the beginning. Uh, that's one of the biggest well, there are so many things I've taken from your workshop and your book and our time together mm -hmm. and your coaching, which is, you're such a great coach. Oh, well, you are. It comes from my heart. Well, and, and it shows. And I think about this so much. And I think about it now. I'm, I'm potty training our two and a half year old. And well, my husband and I are potty training him. And I think all the time about what you say as it pertains to liberated eating, which is your wise body knows it mm. it knows best for you you can trust it and i i think about that with with my son it's like let your body do what it wants to do you yeah. know and so anyway i think about it in a lot of different ways but um mm. but I, I do i i think about that idea all the time my body mm. is wise i can trust it yeah. because i've spent a lot of years as well not trusting it and yes. micromanaging and dieting naturally undermines that trust mm. because we're told to obey outside rules mm -hmm. when what we realize you know years later is being well is an inside job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we okay so get back in touch so what is this thing we're talking about if it's not dieting and yeah. it's not charting weight yeah what is it 
Oh my goodness, big question, <laughs> big question. So I think we have to know something here that, that will be helpful. Dieting is built on two things that cannot work for human beings. Deprivation and hypermanagement. Mm -hmm. In human beings, deprivation always eventually leads to excess, mm -hmm. especially okay. with primary needs and food is a primary need. Mm -hmm. And hypermanagement, hypermanaging our food or anything for that matter, eventually in human beings leads to obsession. Mm. So we don't know it at the time we're dieting, but we are greatly damaging our relationship with food and our body. Mm. We are setting up a cycle of eating too little, then eating too much. That's the excess of hypermanaging our food so we lose confidence that we know how to eat. That's the obsession. Mm -hmm. So we become obsessed with our bodies, our food, our weight, good food, bad food. Mm -hmm. All this is undermining what our wise body. Yes, our wise body. <laughs> but dieting has undermined it. Yeah. So we are getting back in touch with our signals of hunger and fullness. We are um, slowly but surely building our confidence again. And that is miles from that deprivation and hypermanagement. Yeah. Yep. And honestly, we it takes some time for us to undo the damage dieting has done. Mm -hmm. So when you, jumping back to your story just for a moment, yeah. when you surrendered, yes. and first you thought, I'm just gonna gain weight the rest of my life, that's yes. gonna be sad, but I'm done with this. Yes. That's not what happened. No. What happened? Well, I promised myself two things at that moment. I promised myself that, okay, if I can eat anything now, because I'm done with dieting, mm -hmm. then you know what? The huge binges, like the sitting in the Kroger parking lot and eating half a carrot cake with my credit card, <laughs> you know, those moments when you go, I am really a sick person, and those isolating moments. Mm -hmm. I don't really ever have to do that huge amount of binging. I don't have to do anymore because I can eat anything I want whenever I want. So that was one thing. The other thing was I still had teenagers mm -hmm. and I knew my propensity to be depressed if I didn't move. Mm -hmm. So I promised myself that I would keep walking. Mm -hmm. I, I love to get outside and walk. So I was walking almost every day. When I was dieting, I would walk. When I wasn't dieting, I wouldn't. So I promised myself oh, okay. I'm not dieting anymore. I'm gonna be a walker now. There you go, okay. So, and can I pause just for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This? So you mentioned you had kids in the house. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier your mom was so worried about her own food failures, if yeah, you will, yeah. that it kind of got lobbed onto you. Yes. Did you find that you were following that pattern with your kids because your fear also did that? I do not know how I knew not to do that. I think it was because I was the res I was under the thumb of the food police and I knew what it felt like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew. It, it was mortifying to sneak food and be scared you're going to get caught mm -hmm. and yet feel like it's impossible not to. That's right, yeah. I mean, what a, what a terrible place to be. I never talked about food to my kids. Mm. Now, they saw me diet. They saw it. Sure, sure. But I never said, don't eat that, do eat this, that's too much. I just somehow knew not to. Yeah, okay, okay, great. I, th I think adjacent to this conversation, because you brought that up early on, I think that that is something that is just a tricky part of parenting. Because oh. whether it's food or oh. something around our, our vanity or or 
or whatever whatever it is the thing that that we're ashamed of Mm -hmm. we want to we want to protect our children from it and i just think that's a it's just a tricky place to be as a parent. It is. You know, it is. No, regardless what the subject matter is. Right. And food right now, it, you know, in our social media, digital culture, there's so much information about food mm-hmm. and nutrition that even if we don't struggle with our weight, I, I talk with parents all the time mm-hmm. who are just confused about how to talk to their kids about food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I run a whole mini workshop on that just to help parents kind of get out of the, give them a framework so they can relax and enjoy being at the table with their kids Yes. instead of policing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Okay. So, sorry, jumping back into your story. Yeah, yeah. You didn't gain weight the rest of your life. You were now eating whatever you wanted. Yes. And you were now a walker. Yes, I did gain weight. Okay. Gained weight. But it didn't, you know, when you're dieting and binging, you lose a lot and then you gain it back in about the same amount of time it took to to Mm. lose it. I mean, I lost and gained the same 40 pounds. I have no idea how many times. Oh, my poor body. So what happened was I slowly gained some weight and it leveled off and it began to slowly come down and I and my body got to find our happy place Mm. that comfortable weight where i've got the energy i want um i'm no american woman is probably as thin as she wants to be (laughs) but i'm letting my body lead me Mm. and she's happy i'm happy and it's easy for me to stay here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now i could work really hard to lose 10 pounds you know what we say in, in our community. We say release weight instead of lose it. That's right. What I lose, I almost always find eventually. <laughs> yeah. But when I release something, like a butterfly released out of a cocoon, mm. I don't expect it to return. Mm-hmm. And so that's our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's another one of our goals, isn't it? That we find, we allow, we work with our body and partner together to find our happy place. Yeah. So we're not always, always disappointed Mm -hmm. in our body always struggling to lose five pounds yeah it it is so much for me it is and i know for the other people on on the our coaching calls Mm -hmm. it's so much about um the mental and emotional freedom (sighs) In, in fact we we probably talk more about psychology emotions spirituality mm-hmm. more than we talk about food in our coaching calls yes we sometimes talk about food absolutely um there are some things about nutrition that are yeah factual yes <laughs> you yes. know there's information out there yes well and our goal is to thrive mm. so we do talk about how to feed ourselves in a way that we're going to thrive we're going to feel like a million bucks mm-hmm. and that is not deprivation yeah that's right yeah so it's it it is it's been so transformational because it has been so much about the emotional piece yeah. and the mental piece mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. to begin to care for yourself yes instead of deprive yourself that's right to begin to be curious about what you just ate that didn't go the way you wanted it to mm-hmm. instead of for the critical judge to move in mm-hmm. and say I really can't believe you did that again what is wrong with you and even detecting the critical judge yes I mean. The critical judge has been yapping for so long oh, in the background. Yeah, from Diet, so Diet many of us. invited her in, and she took over. Yeah, yeah, 
And so even just detecting like, oh my gosh, I am speaking to myself that way. Like you would never speak to anybody else. Yeah. Never even paid attention to it, you know? So it is, it's so illuminating and freeing, Mm. liberating to the point of, of the, of the title of your, your book and your workshop and the work that you do. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So weight loss is not the main thing. Correct. People come into the workshop or read your book because perhaps they want to be mentally free like I did. Mm-hmm. And perhaps because they weren't quite happy at the weight they were at also where I was, yes. which I was also pregnant at the time, but even still before sure. and after postpartum. Sure. Um, but it can't be the main thing for it not to feel like deprivation or obsession. Right. So if that's, that's always been the measuring stick of a diet. If you're, if you're doing good or bad, or Mm -hmm. if you're being good or bad, right? So if that's not the measuring stick with liberated eating, how do people know what's working? That's a great question. Or what does success look like? I guess success looks like coming to a meal and you're present and you can enjoy your food and you don't have the battle mm. and the obsession going on and you can eat what you want and enjoy it in a sane way of, I don't even love the word moderate, in a rewarding way. Mm. And you can leave that meal feeling energized, nourished, refreshed, ready for the next part of the day, not having eaten so little mm. that you're empty. Mm-hmm. And then what, in two hours prowling around for something else. Yeah. And not having left and not leaving a meal feeling heavy and tired because you ate too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there we talk about how we eat mindfully and connecting and tasting and enjoying. We talk about why we eat mm-hmm. because we're hungry. Our body needs food rather than so much what we eat, mm-hmm. the carbs, the calories, the points. Mm-hmm. So success is peace in your mind and feeling like a million dollars in your body mm. energy and you know what clarity of mind as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a huge part for me Lauren was I have memories as a young mom I can cry again of yeah. having a, a, a food hangover yeah you know because I just binged mm-hmm. and looking out my kitchen window and seeing those three kids out there and I realize I'm not 100% available to them because mm. I literally am in a food coma. Mm. And you know, they come running in with their little happy faces or whatever, you know, maybe they've, they've had a spat, who knows. But what I know as a mom who loves my kids, I wasn't 100% available mm. a good deal of the time. Um, and, and now, you know, that is not true. Mm. Food is no longer using up my personal energy and space back here mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm available yeah now you know that doesn't mean life's not messy sure but no longer is food taking up my bandwidth and gosh that feels good yeah yeah gosh that feels good yeah so tell us a little bit about how you work with with individuals you you I mean I'm a part of your community we have an online community right tell us about how people can kind of enter your world if this is sounding like something they'd like to sure look into sure you know I love to just have a chat one-on-one first and hear people's stories Mm -hmm. and um and you work with people I mean we have someone that's usually on the coaching calls I'm on who's in in London or or Britain I should say So so you work with people all over yeah yeah 
I started out face to face 15 years ago teaching a workshop to a small group and I loved that those stories are in the book Mm. Um, but what I realized later is wow you I I want to share this with as many people as I can yeah and online makes that possible Mm -hmm. so um, you know anybody can go to theliberatedeater.com and um, I basically work with people in several ways some one-on-one mm-hmm. but uh, we love the group coaching mm-hmm. and um, then also I have an independent level so if especially if budgets a problem or times a problem people can get the information they need and the support in our Facebook group mm-hmm. but it's it is not going to take as much time or cost as much. Yeah. So there's basically three levels okay. to choose from to fit people's different needs these days. Yeah, for some flexibility. Yeah, that's great. Okay, okay so just kind of a fun question. What um, What are you loving right now? Just maybe a product that you love that you could share with us. It could be anything from beauty, wellness, kitchen appliance, something for your grandbabies. I mean, okay. I don't know. What are some things you're loving right now? Wow, it's such a great question. So I'm not much of a gadget girl, but okay. I will tell you that my favorite kitchen gadget is my salad spinner. Oh, yeah. I even like the noise. Yeah. You know, there's something about <laughs> pop, pop, pop. That thing uh-huh. kind of gets some aggression out. Yeah. Uh, love that thing. Yeah. Um, I got one for my dad recently because... Oh, he just couldn't find one, I guess, that was getting the water all the way out. Yeah. I love mine, too. Those things are awesome. Um, oh, girly stuff. So interesting. The older I get, the less makeup I wear. I think that the older I... Makeup can look very different on an older woman. Mm. So it it actually is rather freeing <laughs> to not wear much. Yeah. But a Revlon Color Stay Ultra Suede... 045 is my lipstick. Oh, okay. I, when I find it, I buy like five. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's a that's good one. That's great. Oh, you know. Yeah, you that's know exactly. That's a good, good color. One. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's great. Oh, other things for grandbabies. We're big on books. Okay, yeah. Yes. So that's fun. Finding the best books. Yeah. And the fun books. Mm-hmm. And I even have a few in my head. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Okay, so question I ask all of my guests. Oh, wait. Purple shampoo. Oh, if you find you know if you go gray, mm-hmm. um, which I have just loved. I was probably this white by the time I was forty-five. Okay, um, had you know just that struggle to to actually go gray. Yeah, get brave. Uh-huh. Purple shampoo is the answer. Not every time a real your hair will turn purple. Turn purple, but I actually use a purple shampoo Do you for really? my because of my highlights. Love it. It doesn't bother the dark. Yeah, and then it just kind of keeps the highlights. Yes, Whatever. instead you of know. brassy, they're, yeah. Just brighter and, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a brand that you're kind of devoted to on that? You know, I'm I'm experimenting. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember, um, I can't think of the name that I use right now. Oh, well, I'll, yeah. think, I'll think of it. Uh, anyway. Share it with me. I will, I will. I'm, I like it a lot. Um, okay, question I ask all my guests. Legacy. Basically, a legacy question. If you, if your, if Liberated Eater went away tomorrow and your coaching business went away tomorrow, what would you want people to know? And what is it that you'd want to leave behind and make sure people know? Girl, you are asking some big questions. <laughs> um, I cannot. Just the word legacy reminds me of our liberated eating community Mm -hmm. because we do talk about that a lot. Um, 
So I do want to leave a legacy, especially to younger women. Mm. Love your body. Trust your body. Enjoy your body. Mm. All shapes, sizes, ages, colors, stages. Enjoy and trust and partner with that sweet body. Mm. Um, so, so a legacy of freedom. I would also say don't go it alone. Mm -hmm. We tend to isolate ourselves in those places where we feel ashamed or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Please don't go it alone. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's for people who are struggling with food. Wow, legacy for, you know, the bigger picture, bigger picture, um, you, you're enough. Mm. You got everything you need right now to live mm. your life. Trust that you're enough. You got all the grit. You got all the courage. You got all the creativity. You got all the love. You got everything you need. We tend to think we've got to look out here for our answers. Mm -hmm. But each of us are enough to be ourselves really well. Yeah. And to, man, fall into that. No matter how awkward it feels, just to begin to trust it. Yeah, that's beautiful. And there again, don't do it alone. Yes, you know that's right. Find other people who are willing to trust that they're enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and enjoy their own uniqueness with yours as well. Yeah. I love that. Something you said reminded me of something we talk about in workshops. So do you have just another minute? Please, please. I'm all in. Okay, good. I got all so, <laughs> so you said love your body, and that's tricky sometimes, and we talk very specifically about this. We do, we do. So, And it's kind of a kind of a buzzy phrase in the last few years, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Body positivity and right. body love and love your body. Yeah. Um, what... What do we really mean when we say that, I guess? And what have yeah. just talk a little bit about it, the way <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Like yeah, like how how you've guided us through that in, in right. coaching. Because sometimes we just don't, right? No, no, We're no. Not there yet. And it's a bridge too far. Mm. So it's just like you know, scroll on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so we we look at it in in, in increments and we talk much more about body respect mm. and and noticing and respecting what my body allows me to do today. I couldn't come here and enjoy being with you unless my body brought me here. Mm -hmm. So so starting from that place of respect and acknowledgement that wow, this body of mine allows me to put my arms around Bob and um, you know, if you don't have a family, to love your pet mm -hmm. and to go walk with your dog. Um, so we're starting from what our body allows us to do rather than what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that it's much easier for us to go through the process of, all right, I can respect and appreciate what my body does. I, I love to watch birds in the morning. Mm. Open the window, listen to the birds, feed my birds. You just got bird feeders. Oh, I'm oh, sorry to love it best. too. It's yeah. the best. It's yeah. meditative for me. Mm -hmm. Well, that takes eyeballs and ears mm -hmm. and that I can walk out there and and put the bird seed in the bird feeder. Yeah. So start there. The Micro granular. Yes. Yeah. What do you enjoy and how did your body allow you to do it? Mm. Because our grandest memories have only been possible through our bodies. Mm -hmm. That we were there in body. We are embodied creatures. 
So we start there and then we move into, okay, let me just have a working relationship with this body. Mm. You know, we talk about our four behaviors of mindful eating and we talk about our 13 principles of intuitive living. Those happen mainly through our body mm -hmm. and our mind. So we just start with a work, then the second stage is working relationship. And we know most of us from our working experiences that when we work with people, we make some friendships mm -hmm. in those teams. So I trust, and I see it happen over and over again with people that hate, say they hate their body. Once they move into, they're just willing for a reluctant partnership to yeah. work together. Friendship is inevitable mm -hmm. in time, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in time. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think, yeah, yeah it's important, I think, to talk about that in a with the nuance that it deserves. Yes, Instead and don't of just demand that you love your body. No, we can't start there, yeah. most of us. Yeah. Most of us. That's so great. this Thanks. reminds me, I have to tell you about Caroline. Um, I just think about her. I work with people from 20s to 80s. Mm -hmm. And Caroline is now in, in her late 70s. And when I met her about eight years ago, she hated her body. She had literally dieted for and binged for 50 years, half a century. Yeah, well, we worked together. I'd say it was three, four years of just healing that damaged relationship with food and her body. Mm -hmm. To see her now, so, and this is crazy, but she has actually released 50 pounds. Her health was not good. She needed to do that for her health. Mm. And after about three or four years of healing her relationship with food, she was actually able to release that much weight and has kept it off now for another four or five years. Mm -hmm. She's off her medication. But oh, it, when funny. I ask her what, you know, what, what do you love about this? She never says the 50 pounds. Hmm. She says, I, I love myself. I love my body. I love to sit down and eat. I love, you know, it's the freedom. Mm -hmm. It's the freedom. We think it's the weight. It's not the weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's the freedom. It's yeah. the peace. Mm -hmm. Cindy, thank you so much. Oh, my joy for thank taking you. your time and being here thank with me today you. and us today. Oh, Cheers my goodness, to you girl. and liberation. Cheers to freedom. <laughs> yes, to freedom. for sure. Mm. Mm. This is and great. Cheers. I know cheers to this young homemade chai tea you brought. Love. Love the recipe, so thank you. Yes. Um, we're going to give away a copy of your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fun. My, my microphone is on it, so let me see if I can do this without great. making... A ton of noise and I will show it exciting so one of you will be getting this book her liberated eater book um, and you can get details on how to enter in the show notes Thanks. oh that was so much fun I wish I could talk to my guests for hours if you want more from the happiest hour too, make sure you head over to laurenlucas.com slash happiest hour for the show notes recipes and products mentioned in the episodes and you can learn how to access Happiest Hour bonus content. Oh, and if you're looking for a way to make true and authentic connections with other people who are music lovers, who want to carry on the conversations that are started on the Happiest Hour episodes, and who are friendly and supportive, join my exclusive online community. It's absolutely free, and we would love to have you. I run fan contests there from time to time. I do free live stream concerts. The link is waiting for you at laurenlucas.com slash happiest hour. Until next time.